0: Brody and Eric, Super Sports Show. <laughs> <That was> good.
1: <laughs> good evening, Wildcats. It is currently 5:01 p.m. and let, let's check, Eric. It's, I know it's going to be close. It's oh, it's going to be close. 72 degrees. Oh, God, <laughs>
0: dang it! Why? Why? <laughs> that is three degrees. <laughs> Too warm. For those yeah. of you who are just joining, Brody and I are a big fan of the number 69, so we're always trying to I don't to get know what you're talking about. We're always trying to get the temperature right on, and uh, <laughs> you know what? It's just not fair. Yeah. Let me tell you about a legendary moment, though, over the summer. It was okay. four hours past noon with 20 minutes into that hour. Oh, okay. In California. Oh, wow. And it was also... Two degrees less than 71 at that exact time. Took a snap,
1: put both filters on it. It was legendary. That's beautiful. The stars had a line. That's awesome. Um, Well, it's not that same uh, situation here today on this fine Monday, November 26th here in Tucson, Arizona. Welcome to Brody and Eric Super Sports Radio Show here on 50, 1570 AM Camp Student Radio and to all those listening online at camp.arizona.edu as well as any of our podcasting platforms. I'm your host, Brody Dryden, here alongside my partner, Eric Wong with the whip. Oh, all right. I, I sense a lot of crackings <laughs> of that whip uh, coming in this episode.
0: Uh, just a normal amount of crack.
1: Okay, <laughs> in the uh, whip. Okay, all right. Uh, whatever you say. Um, so. Eric, let's let's dive right into let's what what's the what, Dive right in. Let's dive right into what's on all of our minds. Arizona football. <sighs> oh bro, let's not talk about it. We gotta let's talk, not about, talk it. about it. We are a super Brody, sports radio. show. Let's not talk show. about it. I know. Ah. <laughs> I know, I know. It's painful, it's painful, but ASU, the Sun Devils, took down Arizona in Tucson forty one to ten. Or forty one to forty by one point. I don't know why I said ten right there. Um so Eric, we're both at the game. I uh, was not at the end. <laughs> well, we were both in attendance. We were in attendance. In attendance yes. of um the football game. It was a lot of fun. My uh, body was there, my soul was not. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel you there, buddy. Um but ASU took us down forty one to forty, scoring twenty points in the fourth no! quarter, fourth quarter. Eric, um, what do you have to say? I'm going to say the only good thing that came out of that game was as I was stumbling out of the
0: gates, <laughs> uh, Brennan Fader, shout out to him if he's listening, I doubt it, came up and gave me a card right here that I have in my wallet, Brody. Oh. And it is read this Read this card aloud, Brody. Read
1: it in the Oh, mic. my Lord. In and out with our compliments. Good through uh, 920 and 2020. Yeah, so here, Brody. Is, is that, what, that's for you. That, that's for me. for me. Yeah, I haven't used it actually. It's oh, like literally 100% good. Wow. Please enjoy any burger on our menu. Eric, thank you. No
0: problem. Yeah, honestly. Happy Thanksgiving. Know, yeah, happy Thanksgiving. I'm on a cut, you know, can't be eating none of that. A oh, Flying Dutchman Are is you, not are on you really menu. on a cut? The Flying am, Dutchman? Yeah.
1: Okay, cool. Boom, we're on one. So well, there well, enjoy well, that. What did you eat so far today? Uh,
0: I had. Uh, I did have a sandwich, manager. so that was a no thank you, but it was a good
1: sandwich. Isn't, the, isn't that against white, yeah, the, the exactly. cut diet? Yeah, I was like, damn. Uh, <laughs> right. But
0: uh, I don't know. I had some chicken, just like literally straight chicken breast. Oh, okay. That was good. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Else I, I don't know. Right. Just a good meal. Starting off on the right foot. Yeah. Threw out all the potatoes in my cupboard. Oh,
1: wow. Throughout you the have given them to me. Yeah. Throughout the rice also. It's not a lot uh, of food, to be honest. Man, that's sad. Yeah. Um. Well, you know... What else was trash was uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Khalil Tate. Well, Khalil Tate didn't have the worst. He did thing. okay. You know, I, I should say uh, Kevin Sumlin. Wh- Kevin is Sumlin a, is garbage. Yeah, that's who everyone is pointing um, the fingers to. their fingers to, and I, I would have to also point my finger towards Kevin Sumlin. I'll point a finger towards Kevin Sumlin. <laughs> You don't know what finger I'm pointing at, but I think you can all figure it out. Yeah, I, I I can see it and I can tell you um it is not friendly. Um so yeah, that 20 points in the fourth quarter to Arizona. That box score is zero. just so
0: disgusting. 10-7 Arizona first quarter, 12-7 Arizona second quarter, 18-7 Arizona third quarter, 20 to nothing ASU For That is literally so disgusting
1: yeah you know the defense did exactly what they needed to do all game um you know holding them to seven points uh per quarter offense was obviously scoring man it's just down to what kevin Sumlin was doing with our offense you can't blame the defense for giving up those 20 points just you know they were out there the entire fourth quarter and um you know asu obviously had the momentum it's a rivalry game it wasn't smart Uh, football whatsoever. Manny Wilkins um, overall, he didn't even have that great of a game. 18 for 31, one touchdown. It was really Eno Benjamin, um, ASU's running back got three touchdowns 80 yards on 21 carries um he he just kind of romped on us
0: it was garbage i'm honestly brody when i left for those of you don't know i left the game a little early just was feeling a little under the weather Uh needed to get to a bed fast Uh and a trash
1: can Uh, but uh (laughs) understand
0: anyways made it home also uh turkey legs very good going down not so oh. much the other way. But anyways, that's a story for another time. Yeah. Uh, get home, crash, pass out, wake up at 8.30 uh, at night. And I go to check my phone Uh and I'm assuming, oh, we were winning, you know uh you know, I'm sure we got the dub, we're gonna go bowling, you know, have to start looking for bowl game tickets, some airbnbs yep. Yep. good stuff. uh I see this forty one to forty, and I literally almost started crying, yep, like it was so, so depressing, yep, I'm um, so I'm really glad I left to not see that because I actually probably would have just. Started crying yeah. in front of at I, U of A Stadium. I, I
1: honestly kind of – I didn't I, – I basically cried. I got pretty emotional there because, like, I don't, I've never been in a situation like, – in that been at a game in that type of environment. Yeah. And there were just ASU kids in the student section. Shout out to TJ Black. He wa- he almost threw hands with this, oh my this goodness. tubby ASU kid that was like had no business being <laughs> there and was just being super belligerent and dumb. And, and I, so were all of us. <laughs> yeah. But like yeah, but like why this are you at a house? Yeah. This is our house, so like we we had justification <laughs> to do it. And um yeah shout out to TJ Black for almost um pounding that guy but he that guy left. Um but yeah it was honestly so depressing Standing there I saw uh, Shout out to Trevor Williamson He had the the classic Hands over the head Wouldn't be surprised If he made it on ESPN Or whatever broadcast I think yeah, Fox Sports I think
0: Fox Sports um 20, yeah.
1: Whatever broadcast We were on that game So um, Yeah It was just a depressing Mood to be in the stadium I just sat down Did not want to take pictures With everyone yeah, You know wow. It was like it, it was not. It was fun. a terrible
0: game, new to send our seniors out. Fans, yeah. players, everything. Just That's how you send them out on a 20 point comeback L. Yeah. Like, you know, say what you want about some of the Zendejas missed field goals. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know, those are down to the wire, though. Mm-hmm. But when you have a commanding lead for literally all the marbles, for bowl games, mm-hmm. for like literally just everything, yep. I think that's when it's really like. These seniors are going to have to live with these for the rest of their life. Like, they didn't go to a bowl game their last season. They lost to ASU. Like, that's mm-hmm. a tough spell to swallow. So, moving forward, how does this reflect on Kevin Sumlin?
1: You know, I, I'd i say, pr- well, obviously pretty terribly, but it's his first season. So, he gets a really, like, easy yeah. pass with, like, the record and stuff. Like but obviously we had
0: such high expectations. We, we literally thought, like, what, not, like... Two loss team here.
1: Yeah, that's what we. I think on our in our optimistic projection before the season started, I think we had two losses in there. But yeah, not getting to a bowl game is pretty bad for the the caliber of program that we're expected to be at. Um, so, yeah, that's definitely on Kevin Sumlin. But, he I don't know, it's the first season he's going to get a pass, you know. It, 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 like, what are you going to You're not going to fire him. Right?
0: Yeah, no, I, and then, like that's what I understand. But, like, mm-hmm. you know, Rich Rod literally in his first, what, he literally got us to a bowl every single season, I believe. Yeah. And so he was here, what, four years? Mm-hmm. So, literally, four years of straight bowl after Mike Stoops, you know, kept trying and trying and finally towards the end. And I think, you know, we've just become kind of numb to expecting, you know, getting a bowl. Yeah. uh, Whether it, you know, be the New Mexico bowl or the Valero. Like, you know, it could be a trash bowl, but we're just used to it. Yeah. And so I think this was a real gut punch. It definitely does suck Mm -hmm. um, a lot. So, you know, hopefully we'll bounce back. Cleo Tate definitely coming back, though. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he definitely needs to come back. If he doesn't, that would be absolutely foolish. Yeah. I, I, I hope he. They, nobody starts talking about Heisman again. <laughs> and yeah. I, I'm sure they. I'm sure they won't um, at this point. But yeah, Khalil needs to get on his uh, <laughs> get with the ish. Get with the ish um, this off season. But I think this is a good opportunity. You know, if we would have just you know, had, if he had a great season, we scraped out like even like an eight win bowl or something like that, which would have been like respectable overall. Like. Program wise, that might not have been best, but now you know we we got some solid recruits coming in because that's one thing Kevin Sumlin has done. He does recruit uh, um, for this next year, especially and being able to pair those with a senior Khalil Tate. I think you know if there is a positive to draw um, from having a bad season and Khalil Tate not being on top of his game, it's that um, being able to work more and at least contribute um, back. To Arizona, but I want to give a shout out. Josh Pollock was the kicker that uh, you know missed um, the last second, or, or you know what what would have been the winning field goal uh, for the Wildcats, and he he you know he put it all on himself. He re- he released this big old you know the classic screenshot of the yeah. Notes app um, on Twitter, and he you know he took full blame. He wanted to, he apologized to everybody. He's a senior yeah. and stuff. Um, you know he's been there. I I noticed his header is with. Um, uh, Casey Scourin and Drew, it's Drew Riggleman, right? The, the, no the, the former kickers at the U of A. So it's like you know he's homies with all like the old kickers um, and stuff. And everyone was like, no man, like it, it shouldn't have been down. To yeah, that we shouldn't field have goal. had to. Yeah. you shouldn't have been in that situation, and it sucks he missed it. You know, obviously it is. It was a forty-five
0: yard field goal. It wasn't like yeah, we we're asking. Y- a-
1: yeah, you can't you can't ask um, Josh Pollock to really do that, but. Um,
0: but anyways, let's just go over. What the season, like, BYU, let's reel it. BYU should have been a win.
1: Yeah. Right? Uh-huh.
0: You, Houston, that would have been tough going to Houston either way. We'll chalk that up as a loss. Mm-hmm. USC that would have been tough even though because it was here but still that was a tough one
1: yeah do
0: you think we could have beaten USC yeah we
1: could have beat USC they're they're not even going to a bowl are Uh, they I don't know yeah yeah, all right so
0: give give us the USC win. Utah that was we were gonna get killed at Utah at UCLA that game still ticks me off yeah that That should have been a win JJ Taylor one point loss that's infuriating so that's three wins right there Washington State we got we Minshew was playing if we're being realistic Minshew was on one yeah and ASU ASU, that's four wins, Brody. That's what, four, and we were a what? That We could have been nine and three. That's a solid season, like yeah. very realistically, not yeah. even being optimistic. Like if we just played adequately, just yeah. not like crap, just like straight average. Like if we played Mountain View <laughs> high school football and not CDO <laughs> high school football, we would have been fine.
1: <laughs> Yeah, I couldn't agree more, you know. But but I feel like that's just the theme of Arizona football. You know, even when, you know, Rich Roderick has improved our program so much, Mike Stoops built it up to be somewhat respectable. But I feel like it's always something, you know. It's just like, well, it's always just these close little wins, things we we could have done. Um, You know, I don't have a perspective of, like, another – um, a fan of another college do that, but you're right. We can all, It's just gotta got hope for next it's year. Literally, you know? we,
0: like I don't know. We're just literally getting teased. Like yeah. like, <laughs> like the U of A is a knob tease. That's what they are.
1: <laughs> oh my lord, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I guess you're right, but yeah. Now ASU, they're a seven-seven-five, correct? So they're probably going to be headed to some some bowl, yeah, some, some bowl, average
0: um, bowl. But that's just so. I mean, I wouldn't even be so upset if like you know if we if we be Washington and State somehow. As long as, like, it's just more that we're not going to bowl, I guess, which is like, yeah. really, it's like, it was like the first time, you know, Arizona didn't make the NCAA tournament after, yeah, it's after like, like
1: 25 years. Exactly. Or it's
0: like such kind of like a gut punch. So, yeah. I don't know, bring this down. Hopefully, you know, someone, I still think someone was the right hire.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I still like him. Because, mm-hmm. again, like, I think he is going to recruit like crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I just am sad because I don't think it'll be while we're at students.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I, if anything, it'll be like senior year. We'll get to like, um, you know, maybe the holiday bowl again yeah, exactly. or something like that. But, yeah. Maybe I, have like an eight-win season. I agree. Because, yeah, in, in his defense, um, this isn't Kevin Sumlin's football team. No, this this, is, this yeah. is Rich Rodriguez's football team. Literally, his son is the backup quarterback. <laughs> so, like, dealing with that and then stuff. So, you got to give Kevin Sumlin um, a few more years. But it's still disappointing because of the high expectations. Uh, but is there anything else you want to speak on the U of A football? Just,
0: let's keep our heads up, folks. Uh, shout out to, you know what, I do want to shout out a couple special individuals. I don't know if they're listening. I told them to, but who knows. Mm-hmm. I want to shout out all the Arizona Legion seniors for making this year just truly awesome at uh, football tailgates and everything. Sorry to go out with such a fat L, but shout out to you guys. You guys are awesome.
1: Yeah, you guys really are awesome. Um, we appreciate uh, you, and we're looking forward to... Um, homecoming next year. Oh, that'll that'll be a time. Yeah, I I hope it will be. Um, So moving on, I don't know if we wanted to touch on any more. A lot of other college football uh, stuff has been going on. One that I watched was the Washington State. um, Oh, yeah, Minshewkin. Yeah, the the Apple Cup. um, It was in Pullman. Uh, where Arizona took that beating just a short, a uh, little over a week. Hey Minshew,
0: let me see that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wish Minshew would have played the way he played against Washington against us because he played like straight butt. Well, cheese. to be fair though, it was like snowing like a mofo. I, I mean, you know what, but he's from Washington State, like That's he's at Pullman. Yeah. If anybody's going to, well, he's play. a transfer though, wasn't he? So like, is this his first year? I have no and, clue. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> I don't I, know
0: the history of I, Garrett Minshew.
1: Yeah, I, I, I'm, I just. Oh, if he could have just played that way, I know it was in the snow and everything, but I, I say they had no disadvantage compared to Washington because you know, they're obviously the same. Whose house
0: was it at? I don't even know. It was
1: at Washington State. Really? Or is that what you meant? Yeah, it was at Washington State and so I I that's what I thought that would have been favored. Washington State ended up losing to Washington twenty eight to fifteen. It was a pretty obviously a pretty commanding um win by Washington. It was obviously a preseason favorite. Okay, to
0: be fair, he played at East Carolina.
1: Well, Which uh, is
0: in the south, which doesn't snow. I know,
1: but, like, he's been in Pullman for at least a whole year now. And yeah, I guess. For a, a good well, amount I, of time. But it's I, like he
0: didn't play his freshman year. He, he played 2016, seven games for ECU, 2017, ten games, and then 2018 he's played 11. But where did his freshman season go?
1: Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I couldn't. I couldn't <laughs> tell you. But yeah, I, I don't. I wouldn't blame the weather completely on Minshew's uh, performance, though, because um, you know, there, there's a lot of other other factors there. He just kind of played. Uh, bad overall, but I, I don't know. That was the Washington team. I think everyone expected um, yeah. to play. It must have just been that rivalry matchup to bring it out of them because they were obviously preseason favorites for the college football playoff. Yeah, um, preseason favorites to win the Pac-12. Now that it was that game decided, who was going to play Utah in the Pac-12 um, championship? So we'll, we'll see if the Utes or the Huskies. Um, make it, but yeah, Minshew obviously dropped the ball. Yeah, I, I bet they'll make it to like the Orange Bowl or you know. Yeah, but is. that
0: was a big one because if they beat Washington State, then they're ten and I mean Washington, they're ten and one, yeah. and then they beat whoever in the South, then like a twelve and. No, wait, yeah. uh, uh, Yeah, a 12 1 record is
1: very hard to say no. Then they'd be like first in, first out, depending on however everyone else in that top five. That was kind of
0: the nail, I
1: think. Yeah, that was definitely um, the nail in the coffin. A Pac 12 team is not going to make it into the college football playoff. A lot of people will speak to say that that makes the Pac 12 conference weak, which. You know, obviously it doesn't help them not getting a team to the college football playoff. But I I say, you know, it just shows the competitive nature of yeah. the Pac-12. You know, everyone is out there scrapping for it. You know, just because the teams are close doesn't mean they're not good. Yeah, and,
0: and I would say that, like, it wasn't too long ago when Oregon was at the top of the football world. Exactly. Washington just a few years ago. Back in the day, Cal when they were killing it. Exactly. And, like, the Pac-12 still produces top-level talent, mm-hmm. like Sam Darnold, USC, Josh Rosen, UCLA, Mariota, you know, uh, Oregon, Nick mm-hmm. Foles, U of A. Like, so I think it's unfair to say that um, you know just because Alabama and you know Georgia, like the SEC is always like in in contention, mm-hmm. I wouldn't say that at all. I think if anything, I've heard this argument a lot too, is that the Pac-12 has more depth. That's why yeah. it's harder. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, once you get past Alabama and, like, you know, maybe a couple others, like in the, in the, you know, because SEC does it east-west. In yeah. the west, it's really just Alabama-Auburn. Mm-hmm. And then in the east, you know, then you have your Georgias, your Floridas Florida. and all that. Mm-hmm. But really, after you get past, like, four or five teams, it's like no one. Yeah. You know, it's like Texas A&M mm-hmm. and, like, things like that. Yeah. Where, like, if you look at the Pac-12 North... Washington 9 and 3 that's a bowl Washington State 10 and 2 that's a bowl Stanford 7 and 4 that's a bowl Oregon 8 and 4 that's a bowl Cal 7 and 4 that's a bowl so that's Five out of the six teams in the Pac-12 North making the bowl, making a bowl. Mm-hmm. Utah and ASU making a bowl also. So only two from the South, but you know, arguably Arizona was really close, and USC was close too.
1: So mm-hmm.
0: when you're really listening, like nine out of twelve teams are in bowl contention every year. Yeah, which I think is more than you can say for the SEC.
1: Yeah, it's kind of strange. I I feel like. Um... College football almost like the NFL, too, r- runs like a business. Um, like like an economy, you know, where it's like um, certain, th- uh, you know, like the teams. It's like a cycle, yeah. like a, a business cycle, where it's like you yeah, know, your, certain teams your lo- peaks and your troughs. Yeah, yeah. Florida is in its trough right yeah. now, but you know, they were ju- they had Tim Tebow, they were winning championships yeah, just true. a few years ago, and I'm Urban sure. Urban Meyer
0: before all the scandal. Yeah,
1: yeah. there's still a huge, um, you know, program. I'm sure they'll get a, a huge recruiting class soon and be right back on top. Um, In no time, just a quick observation there. But, yeah, any other uh, college football you want to touch on? Well, all I want to say is you guys should call in to Brody and Arrow Super Sports
0: Show, 520-621-5806, and give us some of your juicy, hot takes. Um... But beyond that, guys, uh, just keep your heads up with U of A football. I know it's looking down. We had such high expectations. But I think realistically, Khalil Tate comes in. We get some of them good old boys that Kevin Sumlin's recruiting down in the deep south. Yep, yep. We'll get some of them Yee! athletes, and we'll be doing all right. So I think keep your head up because uh, U of A sports, I think, will be turning that corner. Hopefully, with football not getting our hopes too up. But then basketball... Smooth transition no, there. smooth. Basketball number one recruiting class in the country confirmed by ESPN, and uh, that's pretty some exciting stuff. So I'm going to read you off our ESPN basketball recruiting class for 2019, and it's pretty pretty saucy. So for U of A, our highest recruit uh, overall recruit is Josh Green. At uh, he's given a 96 grade, five star recruit. He's a six five shooting guard, and all around, just a solid-looking player. Then we have the local, local-ish hometown kid, Nico Mannion, point guard. Mm-hmm. So already that's given us a nice back backcourt. Nico Mannion, 95-grade, six-three point guard from Scottsdale. And that's like a nice little one-two punch right there, oh, right? Yeah. People have described Nico Mannion as sort of like a more athletic Steve Nash kind of. So okay. just kind of quick, uh, able to really dish, but can shoot a little bit better. So those are our top two recruits. So two in the top 20 right away Not a bad way to start Then moving in With this guy Who we just got Zeke Naji. I don't know how to say Straight up Black Panther Kind of name <laughs> Zeke Naji. Oh, my um, Lord. He's a four star recruit Center Which is what I think Arizona's really been yeah. lacking mm-hmm. Chase Jeter Shout out to Marlon McElroy But you <laughs> are not banging in the post. <laughs> you are some weak sauce, Chase Jeter. We have no bigs. I love Luther, but he is like a stretch for, he's like the Ryan Anderson. Uh-huh. And you're not starting Ryan Anderson to win any championships. <laughs> yeah. So, sit your butt on the bench. Yeah. And then, I don't know, so we just so decimate. I Lee is like six, seven. You are taller than yeah. Ira <laughs> Lee, and he is getting body. okay? It is deplorable. It is blasphemous. Is <laughs> really is getting dumped on every single game. So Najee coming in. He is a legit center. Yep. Um and we need that. We need some size. We need some girth. All right. He is a 6'11 big boy. Let me let me just show you this man. He is <laughs> he is impressive. He's the kind of guy you like, oh my god. He is 6'11, 230. He's from Minnesota, too. They don't play around out there, right? He's, he's cold. He knows what's up.
1: The concern The concern with him, though, is, like, putting everything on Najee. Because, like, you, is Ira Lee still going to be there? I like, sure hope not. Yeah, Ira really Lee is garbage. The, yeah, but the, and the thing is, like, you know, he's not going to have, like, any backups. Uh, everything's going to fall on him. So, like, I, I believe in him. I think he's obviously number 38 recruit. He's going to be yeah. great. But as a freshman, taking on, like, the entire five, like, basically no backup. I, are we going to keep putting Emmanuel Aiko? Like I, five, you know I sure saying? hope now That is yeah. awful stuff. Yeah. Seeing
0: Emmanuel Acott run the four makes me actually want to cry. <laughs> but closing off, some of what's making – because, you know, when you see it, oh, U of A only has like two top 20 recruits, that's not great. But mm-hmm. what really is giving the clout is the depth that we have going down as well as um, the people we're bringing back. So at 64, we got Terry Armstrong, small forward. And if you kind of see what Miller's doing, he's literally filling out – every single starting position he's got his point guard mm-hmm. he's got a shooting guard he's going for his small forward and then so terry armstrong small forward 85 grade 6-6 small forward um flint michigan you know he's just happy to get some clean water nowadays <laughs> so he'll oh, be playing no. for his life so terry Armstrong good to have you and then that just about closes it out so we just kind of kind of find that power forward uh, Sharif where are you at you could have been here instead of having a heart attack every <laughs> game <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> anyways Jesus Christ. Uh, that's the starting uh, recruit and Brody oh. who are you most excited about because I'm already over this uh, yeah. <laughs> team I'm already I'm moving on
1: <laughs> who are you most excited about for this 2019 class Um, you know I'm most excited for Mannion you know it's kind of easy to be most excited for him he's like the yeah get Barcelo. Out yeah, of yeah. here Get Marcelo Out of here First of all I need to apologize For anything No <laughs> Go
0: anyone- in Alex Marcelo Is a dumpster
1: fire <laughs> Get him out of here Okay. Yeah, honestly I'm not a I'm not a big Alex Barcelo fan whatsoever, so I'm I'm happy to um see him go anywhere other than on the court for the U of A. So I I'm, I'm most excited for Nico Manning. He's got a weird shot. I could see him being like you know, like a Lonzo Ball esque type thing. I hope his dad or I kinda hope his dad is like I hope a there's LaVar some ball. Yeah, a LaVar ball type of thing that would bring some entertainment um to the program to Mikhail. As well, but yeah, I'm excited for Mannion. He's going to be, you know, obviously uh, really cool. It's going to be weird if it's going to be all freshmen, um, though, next year yeah. uh, as our starting lineups because we get have such a good class.
0: I don't think so. I think Jeter will still start. So maybe Jeter and then mm-hmm. Naji. That could be a good combo. Okay. Push
1: loser to the bench. He's honestly Jeter in the NBA. He'd be more of a power forward. Yeah. I think so. Like playing him at the power forward. Maybe move that. Yeah, that could be
0: that could be nice. And then Josh Green, even though he's a shooting guard, maybe you can bump him up to small forward. Mm-hmm. At least in college, you know, 6'5". Yeah. But you know who I want to see? I'm Well, Rip Justin Coleman, he's a legend. I knew he was going to be good the yeah. day I saw him. Like, literally, like, how do you like this kid? He's too flashy. I'm like, no, he's going to get us buckets. And we saw that in Maui. Yeah, jo- uh, Coleman, God bless you, sir. But uh, I say we put um, Green at the 3, mm-hmm. Nico at the 1. And you know who I really like? Give me some Devin Ayer-Dutrieve. Oh, he is a okay. stud. I am a fan. Put him at the two because even though he shouldn't go, Brandon Williams is going to declare for the draft because yeah. he thinks he's that good. Yeah. And uh, so he's going to leave, which I – I don't care because yeah. you know Brandon Williams.
1: You know he's I don't, I don't better, think he's but... gonna be a great NBA player.
0: He's... I think he'll get drafted just for potential because he's a long, skinny shooter.
1: Yeah, yeah, but he's like a, he's pretty undersized. Yeah, like he, he's not gonna catch any bodies in the NBA no. or, or anything. Like but he's that. not that that athletic either. Yeah, so I I am not very optimistic for, about. Um, yeah, but Brandon he, you Williams. know he will go. Yeah, yeah he will. Just because like oh I
0: don't I don't yeah. need this. But like, well, but, but
1: I'm with you there. Dutraev he, he's like the type that'll be like an overall not not just us but like a McKay fan favorite yeah. you know because you know he not the greatest shot in the world but athletic he can do what he needs to do just a, a good overall um ball player somebody who's probably going to stay you know hopefully he doesn't leave after next year hope. i would say i
0: think he's a three or four year player yeah
1: so i, I uh one of those three three year player um uh, most likely so i i'd say um that he's going to be one of those fan favorites look out for Dutry i couldn't agree more uh, yeah, with you there.
0: So let's move on. Uh, yeah. t- I'm a little bit more. Even though I did just roast the whole U of A basketball yep, team, you sure did. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about them a little bit. I guess I don't know if we have to. We're playing on the 29th. So what is that? Thursday. Yeah, Thursday.
1: Mm,
0: yeah. Thursday yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Thursday. <laughs> I can't talk on Thursday. Uh, we're playing like Gasol. I don't even know who. Is we're that playing. Georgia State? Uh, Georgia, Georgia Southern, Southern Eagles, so they're 5-0. and zero. We're 4-2 and two now, but, I mean, we're 75% chance to win that game. I don't yeah. know.
1: You know, those two losses, you know, against Gonzaga and Auburn, two top ten teams yeah. we're, we're unranked. And we
0: were close in both those games. And yeah. I know the Auburn score doesn't show that, yeah. but we were with them, and then we kind of just like, you know, screw it. But yeah. I do think we beat Gonzaga if Jeter doesn't foul out.
1: Yeah, I, I I agree with that yeah. Because literally Jeter is the only size we've got If we yeah. don't have to run with Akai at the 5 And we have a, re, <laughs> you know, a, not a great center But a center nonetheless yeah. there That would have kept the, the team Because that was just like the, you the, know the the foundation kicking out The
0: the Japanese guy I After oh. I saw him play for Gonzaga What was, I don't know, Rui? Rui, Hachimu, rui hachimura uh, <laughs> he was nice he yeah. was so nice it was so much nationalistic pride I, don't, I looked up i guess his dad is like african african uh-huh. and his mom is like a japanese so they're like diplomats like that's oh, how they met i don't uh, know why he took the japanese some house of cards i guess right there. so but i don't know why he took his mom's last name okay which is weird because hachimura is like 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 when I say this, hachimura <laughs> doesn't that sound like a a sushi roll? <laughs> Hi, what are you getting? I'm gonna the hachimura. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I don't want to say yes, but, but well, I said I okay, said. Okay, yeah. okay. Um, but anyway, I'm half Japanese, so you can clarify <laughs> that. But um, anyways, fully, fully pride. And he was looking nice. He has like that prototypical, just athletic, good mid range. He reminded me a lot of like Paul Millsap.
1: Yeah, I I agree with that, yeah. but like Paul Millsap, that's actually like I, I'm not a big Paul Millsap fan. I, I don't know if you knew that. Oh, so, really? On so, yeah. the Hawks, I love Paul uh, Millsap. Uh, really? So like I I, I don't want to like compare him to that, but like yeah, he's a he's a really solid. Um. For it's, it's interesting that he li- doesn't he only speak Japanese. Did yeah, and that's that?
0: the thing, dude. I watched an interview. This man's English is garbage. Yeah, sounds like my grandmother. Like <laughs> literally, and I love my grandma, but or you know, but well, sort of. I mean, she lives in Tokyo. I don't know where that well, but anyways, <laughs> this guy, yeah, he's like, I'm like, what? Yeah. This guy is Japanese. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. So he might be the most Asian player ever. Yeah. Like yeah, than him because Jeremy Lin is straight white. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I I couldn't agree with you more because he is NBA bound. He's probably gonna leave after this year. actually. Yeah, because I think he's a junior. Yeah, and shout out to um, is it Mark Mark Few at um, yeah. Gonzaga for actually like recruiting like a great class that everyone recognizes. Yeah. because Gonzaga has been a, a top notch program for decades now. But it's always like they come out in the tournament or it's like they have to work their way yeah. into their rankings. So shout out to the, them. You know they're yeah. you know starting out their five five and and0 oh now. Um, and they beat can they beat Duke? They beat which their, I didn't think. I thought Duke was going to. Yeah Duke is a Top ranked Duke Was taken down by uh, The number three Gonzaga Bulldogs So I'm, I'm sure They'll be number one Yeah
0: now. And Duke I, I bet they just swap Yeah Like the two team stays or I
1: don't know They kind of don't favor When team Even the if they're the top And it's like a one two If they lose Sometimes the um You know Depending on what's yeah. happening They'll not have like number five But I know. think
0: I think that's where and shout out to Mark Few. I've always thought highly of Mark
1: Few even yeah. though he like kind of dumps on Sean I, Miller I, a lot yeah and I low-key heard that we like tried to get him before Sean Miller I believe it yeah but like he uh, Gonzag is his like bread and butter like, the only like, thing is
0: Mark Few isn't a great recruiter
1: like he sees he's like the money ball yeah Mark
0: Few <laughs> is the Billy Bean like he literally guy finds guys out of nowhere yeah like, I mean, who was that white center he
1: had? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the glasses Yeah, and stuff.
0: before, after um, Kelly Olenek. Because uh-huh. Kelly Olenek was random as heck. Yeah. But then after him, like, the kind of pudgy guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, who still, and he made it to the NCAA championship with those guys. Yeah. So that was, like, super random. Yeah. But, like, that's the thing. Sean Miller brings in, like, the sexy recruits. Like, yeah. he's getting number one recruiting classes uh-huh. and then not making the final four. Mark Few is, like, literally out here with... The Dumpster Squad, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, like Sean Miller is the the bad guys in uh in Space Jam, and uh, Mark is oh, yeah. the, the monsters, yeah,
1: monsters against the Tune Squad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mark Few's just finessing everybody. Yeah,
0: but shout out to Mark Few. Really impressive that he actually had a team that like was preseason ranked so highly, supposed to like. Oh yeah, coming at the surprise number one seed, Gonzaga. Uh
1: huh. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more um, with you there. Mark Few is a legend. All right, let's move on though. Uh, we are about halfway through our show. Um, let's go up uh, NBA talk potentially. Uh, 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 NBA talk. Uh, all right, let's let's hit it um, with some NBA stuff. Um, the power rankings came out, and the uh, guess who's still on top, Eric, the Toronto. God. The, the Toronto Raptors are still um, on the top, so y- you love to see that. But shout out to the LA Clippers. Shout out to Corbin Shifley. Yeah,
0: surprisingly, very doing very well.
1: Yeah, they're they're doing amazingly. Like like I like I said, um, the, you know, they don't have any superstars on that team. They're just like a, a band of brothers. That well, you know, what do
0: you mean they don't have any superstars on? Oh, the on Clippers, the LA Clippers. Oh, I was yeah. talking about the Raptors. Yeah, yeah, like,
1: yeah. No, they are. Uh, Superstar yeah, galore I mean the, with Kawhi.
0: I mean, the four, they're, yeah, they're the fourth, for those of you don't know, Power Rankings throws out conference and just basically ranks the mm-hmm. best teams all. So, um, we'll just give them a quick rundown of the top 10. We have the Raptors at one, Milwaukee Bucks at two, Golden State at three, Clippers moving up from eight, they're now at four. Yep. Um, Let's see where else. Okay. Oklahoma moved down from 4 to 5, so OKC, Oklahoma City Thunder. Mm -hmm. Memphis, the surprise team, everyone thought it was going to be straight garbage. Yeah. They're number 6, moving up from 11. Yep. Uh, Denver Nuggets also, who had high expectations. Michael Porter Jr. ain't doing nothing, though. But anyways, he's up. They're up from 12 into the 7 spot. Philadelphia, kind of surprising dropped. They're at the 8. Portland Trailblazers, farthest drop from uh, nine, Five to nine mm-hmm. So they're just rounding out And then here you go This is a nice little story The Los Angeles Lakers Number 10 in the whole NBA Out of what? 32 teams? Yep So that's really really nice They're out Just thir- thir- 30 teams 30 teams mm-hmm. So you know the top third So those are the top 10 teams uh, what are your hot takes, just basically on any of them, bro? Besides the Clippers.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um. I yeah. Shout out to the Lakers for grinding their way out. Everyone thought Luke Walton. You know, they were in this huge, um, you know, free fall with uh, LeBron being on the team, but they weren't getting any wins at the beginning of the season. It just takes some time. It's such a new dynamic for that team. Um. It takes uh, you know a lot a lot of hard work. They're they're not going to figure out. Um, in the even in the first twenty games, so I, I say that's a, a respectable, very good thing for them uh, to get up there at number ten. But you know, I I don't know if OKC deserves that number five ranking. Mm. I know they're in the tough Western Conference. They're they're fifth, you know, in place in the the West right now at twelve and seven. I I say that's not like too impressive this early in the season. I, you know, I don't know exactly what they started. I know they were the four in the week six power rankings. Um, but still, I don't think that was much deserved. Obviously, Russell Westbrook, MVP caliber player. But overall, I don't see them, I you know, beating, you know, getting really close with teams like even the Clippers right now. The Warriors—they're saying they're two places in the whole NBA behind the Golden yeah. State. Warriors, and so I, I'd say the likes of um, the Nuggets, who have had a phenomenal season so far, and are have a better record at 13-7, and seven and are third in the West, um, compared to the Thunder's fifth, I'd say the Nuggets are better than them, who are ranked lower, the 76ers now with Jimmy Butler. But keep in mind, the
0: power rankings also include like margin of victory, things like that, points allowed, yeah. and so all these together, so even though I understand they have the same record, you know, maybe the Thunder are blowing teams out more, they're holding teams to less points, so that yeah. also contributes to the power ranking.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I just say oh, overall, um, I know the stats don't lie, um, but I, I don't think OKC is the fifth best team yeah. in the NBA. What about you, Eric? Uh,
0: well, I, I mean, I'm, I'm honestly pretty solid with most of these 10. I would like to maybe see L.A. a little higher. Philadelphia only at 8 with the Jimmy Butler trade a little disappointing. Mm-hmm. But I really want to touch on some... Notable like miss up. So, Boston Celtics, for those of you know, had the really awesome team last year. I think the whole, and I've heard it a lot, trying to reincorporate Gordon Hayward mm-hmm. and Kyrie has really f- messed up the flow that Tatum Brown and Brown had. Yeah. And so, I almost think it's like too crowded, you know? Yeah. It's like in 2K when you put together a team of five superstars, like only one of them makes the all star team because yeah. there's just not enough touches. Yeah. So, I don't know. That's a little surprising. Them at 12. The Houston Rockets, they were supposed to be all this, you know, me- no Melo anymore. Mm-hmm. That blew up so fast. I think Melo should just retire. <laughs> um, and he's and they're at 14. The Pelicans, same thing. Anthony Davis kind of let us down, 15. And then after that, you know, it's kind of just like all the way the – the minnesota timberwolves again i don't even know what the solution is there yeah cat and wiggins they looked like one of the best teams promising young teams just like two seasons ago mm-hmm. and then bringing in thibodeau and then after that just what has happened
1: yeah i i saw a tweet the other night uh, about the minnesota timberwolves it it said um uh, cat and andrew wiggins uh combined for 35 points um had 35 points, and <laughs> Wiggins had zero. He went like 0 for 13 exactly, or something awful. that game. Yeah, I think Wiggins—I I don't know who they could get in a trade. They need to get a draft pick or something because I, don't, I, I say Wiggins needs to get out of there. He's
0: starting to show me a little bust thing. Oh, yeah. When you draw—number one pick should be superstars. Yes. I mean, and, like, you know, is that that fair? No. But, like, if you're number one, you're supposed to be the best of that whole year. Mm -hmm. And so that's, like, why it's so disappointing when even number one or, you know, number one, two, or, like, one or two picks just become, like, role players. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you had a nice 13-year career, but for where you were drafted, not so great but then another one that's really disappointing the Utah Jazz yeah. at 9 and 11 uh you know they had upset the OKC Thunder i don't know what's not clicking if people are just trying to figure out Donovan Mitchell yeah. but uh it's that's a little bit Disconcerting because I'm a big Donovan Mitchell fan. I really like Donovan Mitchell. I want him to do well. So hopefully, you talking turn around because they're 22. They're in the bottom third as well with Washington. Are we going to talk about the Dwight Howard thing?
1: I, don't, I, I was I meant to ask you that before the show. That. I feel like we probably should. No,
0: because I I'm like who cares if he's gay or not.
1: Yeah, yeah. Who it's it, well, it's more more than just that. I don't. It's, well, isn't that he it, allegedly tried to beat up? Yeah. This this. Uh, a, his, uh, like a, a transgender woman
0: Or yeah Who was his girlfriend But then but it said wasn't, it wasn't Yeah It's For those you know a Complicated situation Yeah read the Dwight Howard situation It'll just make your head hurt Yeah
1: and, How about we encourage everyone To do your own research yeah, exactly on it because, But it's confusing yeah, And you, you won't know What pronouns to use yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm like not even joking It's like hard like, Yeah I was sitting with Nick Laterra. Oh yeah And Nonzo we were, talking, we were just like What do we do Yeah We didn't know how to have, Like So honestly I don't really <laughs> care Dwight Howard It, it seems weird though Here's why I think it could be true because people are saying this girl's like, or you know, this person is like um, trying to like you know get the fame. She's like a fame oh, hoe. Okay. She's like you know trying to bring. Okay. Some. But Dwight Howard's not even that famous anymore. Yeah, you know. But like, yeah,
1: obviously the attention it's gotten. Though. I
0: guess, but like, why not do this at, like 2008 Orlando Dwight <laughs> Howard, not yeah. not 2018 yeah. Wizards Howard when they're the 23rd team in the power rankings and people are saying they're awful. Yeah.
1: Well, I think I think it's actually like. For to some degree, it's not just like a total slander, you know, thing. It's like because I, she, they posted a thing of like a screen recording of yeah. them of them going into like the DMs and like okay. and like with the verified thing and like there's no yeah. way it could have just been like some doctored up screenshot. Yeah. It was like, oh, this is Dwight Howard saying certain things, and it wasn't saying like, oh, like I did something wrong or whatever. It's just like. They've definitely been in contact yeah. in a way. <laughs> I just,
0: I honestly don't know what to make of yeah, it. I,
1: I say we move past that, yeah. that subject. Everybody do your So go, sticky. Yeah, go, go on, pull up your Twitter and just look up Dwight Howard and you'll get all the information you need.
0: But, yeah, so Washington Washington Wizards 7, they've been a big disappointment. I think I talked to Johnny Purgocky about it. I really liked it. A potential trade of, like, you know, it would take a lot. So, like, maybe Josh Jackson, Mikhail Bridges, and a pick. Mm -hmm. for John Wall. Bring in John Wall, Devin Booker, TJ Warren... Uh, whoever their four is, in DeAndre. Okay. I think that automatically moves the Suns in at least playoffs.
1: Yeah, low playoffs because it's the West yeah. still. But man, that, that would be a, a big help for the, the, the Suns. The only then thing I, is
0: it's a $40 million contract a yeah. year. Which and I, a and
1: I feel like the, the Wizards wouldn't see that solving all their problems that they have. I mean, have you get
0: Josh Jackson, you get Mikal Bridges, and you get a pick. You but get... there's
1: all that locker room stuff, you know, with uh, Bradley Beal and um, uh, Morris and Jeff Green and the, co- the coach. Scott Brooks so it's kind of more than just like getting John Wall out of there you know they've got to fix a lot more problems but I could see that definitely happening regardless
0: yeah but I don't know we'll see and then you know after that it's like kind of the the teams you expect you know the rap the hawks and the suns the suns actually a little surprising they're they're still doing so bad yeah like four and fifteen like I thought okay with Booker and Aiton I didn't even think they'd be playoffs but I thought they'd be like respectable
1: yeah does it does it by chance have like their um, you know strength of schedule or something I don't four, know but it's
0: four yeah read. the suns are getting a boost from veteran guard Jamal Crawford off the bench the thirty year old eight year old has averaged thirteen points and two three pointers made the past three games Phoenix also got a game winning jumper with 0.8 seconds left yep. in a rare win in a 116-114 triumphs against the Bucks.
1: Oh, the Bucs.
0: Yeah, so I mean that was a nice one. While yeah. Crawford, Devin Booker, and rookie center DeAndre Ayton are playing well, so their cores are playing well, mm-hmm. the Suns are still struggling as they are only team in the conference with fewer than nine wins. So yeah, the Suns are just really not clicking, and I don't know if it's the coach or whatever, but it's tough because they're, they're two best players. Mm-hmm. Booker and Ayton are like playing. Well, so what yeah. do you what do you do, brody, if you were the GM? Are you trying to make moves? Are you trying to like what is the I, what is the answer? I'd
1: say now is the time to make moves because you, you don't want this poor start. And uh, to reflect on the end, like, towards the end of the season, say they start making a run, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and they their bench, they start clicking, they got the chemistry, they're about to, like, clinch some eighth seed or, you know, seventh or eighth seed down there at, you know, it'll still be the bottom. But then, you know, start making moves then. Yeah. And then that'll kind of destroy things. You know, I'd say uh, you'd rather make big moves now. And then, you know, make that, ri- you know, high risk, high reward. That's so true. so then you can actually get a team that will compete. You know, like you said, that big John Wall trade, some mm-hmm. some kind of block. I don't know if it necessarily needs to be blockbuster, but make some big moves um, right now. Yeah, okay. and,
0: and then here's the thing. I agree. Like, it mm-hmm. needs to be done. But let me just read you the stats. Deandre Ayton, 16.9 points per game, 10 rebounds. He's averaging a double-double yep. as a rookie with almost, with 0.7 blocks, so close to a block a game. Those are like some solid numbers. Yeah. And then Devin Booker, you know, the the mainstay, he's averaging 24.9, so basically 25 points a game, 7 assists, 3 rebounds. And so it's like what is going on? Mm-hmm. Like when you're when your cores are playing the best Like, I don't understand how that doesn't sort of, like, become infectious and, like, sort of galvanize the team. And I don't know. So I don't know what the answer is, really.
1: Yeah. Let me look up the Phoenix Suns roster right here because, yeah, Mikael Mikael Bridges, Josh Jackson, you know, Ryan Anderson, TJ Warren – these really aren't bad players. No, when you when you look at it, like yeah, Jamal Crawford obviously. I mentioned him before. I mean, when you get a, you know much deeper past that, you know they have Ryan Anderson, but uh, Rashawn Holmes is not very good. I, I'm a big fan of Isaiah Canaan. But I, he's not a great point guard. Yeah. Uh, what's a dragon Bender's trash? Uh, a Kobo, I don't even know Elie A Kobo, Elie yeah. Kobo, DeAnthony, Melton, Troy Daniels, George King. Those yeah. are those are the type of guys that come in and you know they're to rest. Um, you know, the starters yeah. or the other role players but for no other reason. And
0: it's so weird too because the way their points are stacking up, they don't they shouldn't seem this bad. Devin Booker scoring about twenty five points a game. Mm-hmm. That's solid numbers for your number one player. That's what you expect around mm-hmm. twenty five to thirty. Uh, T.J. Warren and DeAndre Ayton, T.J. Warren's 17 and DeAndre Ayton's 16. You'd like to see a little bit more, mm-hmm. but, like, DeAndre Ayton's a rookie and T.J. Warren really is a third option. He's not supposed to be a second option. Yeah. So I honestly don't know why. And, like, then from there, Trevor Rees 10, Kanan 7.6, and then you're kind of going down. But I just don't understand what what is causing these L's because they're not – like, on paper, they don't see—they don't—they're not a playoff team. Mm-hmm. But also on paper, they look more like maybe—maybe maybe like just outside of it. Like yeah. maybe 9, 10, or 11 yeah. instead of, you know, tw- uh, 12 through 15.
1: Yeah. I, I think we—next uh, n- week, we need to, like, schedule a call with Johnny Pragaki, and he can give us the in-depth, we like, son— We need the
0: in-depth son's— uh,
1: Son's breakdown because he watches literally, like, every game. The, and I, actually. I, you know, we, we need to be— a little more experts on this. Um, I, I have a question for you. Area codes? Oh. Do, do you have a. I've
0: got hoes. Uh,
1: you got area codes? All right. Uh, we got a new segment here on uh, Brody and Eric's Super Sports Show. Let me. Uh... <laughs> I've got hoes.
0: I've got hoes. Indifferent.
1: Welcome to Area Codes on Brody and Eric Super Sports Radio Show. This is going to be a segment where um, Eric and I each highlight a certain area code um, in America, or you know whatever our choice is, and just give a a little spiel, maybe a hot take or two, just a little story. Um, All right, a little story um, to tell about it. So uh, my area code. For this week is 7-2-0. 7-2-0 is the area code of Denver, Colorado, um, where my beloved—not um, really—but um, the De- Denver Broncos um, played actually beat the um, the Pittsburgh Steelers. It was a good game. You know, it was it was close, twenty four to seventeen. Um, people thought, you know, Ben Roethlisberger was going to make this big drive, come back. He almost had a touchdown. Um, he, he played a great game. He teamed up with Juju Smith-Schuster a lot. Um, had a 97-yard throw, um, in, earlier in the day, which was nice. But, you know, the Broncos, they were wearing their Orange Crush jerseys with those classic blue helmets. They were, they were looking fly out there. Um, so the, the Broncos were out there to perform at mile high, um, Ended up getting the win, 24-17, and it is all credit to one man, Shelby Harris, who was credited with the, um, the interception that Ben Roethlisberger threw at the goal line um, to end the game there in uh, Mile High Stadium. So it was this really. Uh, I, I wish we were like a TV show or something to show um, the audience how cool of a interception this was. It was a he was a defensive lineman. I think his numbers like ninety-seven or something. So you know he's a big boy up there at the um, defensive line. Uh, Shelby Harris. You know he he was he was he almost got blocked way too well by the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers um, offensive lineman into the backfield. Um, so then where Ben Roethlisberger threw. Um, that ball, he just reached up real quick, grabbed the interception, pulled it down um, for a touchback. And nonetheless, in the seven two zero, my area code, um, Shelby Harris had a, his, or his wife had a daughter just oh, like yes please. three days uh, before um, that that game yesterday on Sunday. So it was it was overall a great week. Uh, for Shelby Harris, want to give a quick shout out uh, to him and Denver and the seven two zero. So that uh, that is my area code. Eric, are, are you ready with uh, with yours?
0: Yeah, uh, my area code is going to be the good old nine two five, and that is the area code for Orinda, California. Orinda, California, for those of you who don't know, is uh, a greater suburb of the Oakland area. It so happens to be where my family is predominantly from. Oh. And so the 925, lovely little place out there, Orinda Moraga, greater area. And uh, also being outside the Golden State, uh, it is right by Oracle Arena. We drive by as soon as we come off the Oakland Airport to get to my family's houses. So um, shout-out to the 925. Obviously the Warriors going through a little bit of a struggle with the Draymond KD uh, fiasco, if you will, the little snafu that they've come mm-hmm. up upon. But I think once Steph gets back and kinda gets everything rolling again, you know, these are still the Warriors, they're still I think have a good shot at winning another NBA finals, three peating and sending KD on his way because I do think, unfortunately, this is probably gonna be something that KD's gonna look and be like, you know, three years it was a fun run. We got the we got the rings. I got three rings. I'm mm-hmm. going down as an all time great now. I think I got a dip, really? and I think this is going to be one of the reasons why. You know, when when the Golden State Warriors are trying to pitch in to get in baton, like, yeah, but there was that thing with me and Draymond, and you know, I'm yeah. just I love y'all, but I'm trying to you know not deal with that that yeah. ish. So you know, I think that'll be the end of it. But shout out to the Warriors. They're still going to be the Warriors this season. I still think they're going to win.
1: Yep. All right. Well, there we go. That was our our first ever segment of area codes. With uh, Brody and Eric here on Brody and Eric Super Sports Radio Show, did you like that, Eric?
0: I, it was a good time. I all liked right. it so much. I'll give you. A, I'll give you
1: one of these. Oh wow! There have been very few whip cracks. Maybe it was just like the um, birth of it last week that uh, you were so trigger happy on, I that, was, on I was. the on the whips. It's all good though. the um, you know create the uh create the demand all right we only got a few minutes left here on brody and eric super sports radio show here on 1570 a.m camp student radio um one more thing i want to touch on the match phil mickelson against tiger woods uh that occurred over this um thanksgiving weekend it was on friday um afternoon in las vegas uh it was kind of weird to watch did you by chance catch it at all eric I just saw Phil Mickelson win in, like, a playoff. Yeah. Yeah, he played. They ended up having to go 23 holes um, for this one. It it was kind of a strange sight to see. It was overall, like, a bizarre situation. Yeah. With, um, you know, I I have to say I am no... uh, marketing major yet, but they I kind of forgot it was happening. You know, I kinda of heard it was happening yeah, at one point, you wasn't. know, because I think I had it on SportsCenter and they are like, oh Phil Mickelson and Tiger Woods um are gonna play soon. But like I really I feel like they should have gotten the word out a little better. I feel like this could have been a an event, you know, but it was just kind of a a thing that I, I happened upon um because it was given out for free on a on a stream because they messed up the pay-per-view. Uh, programming. It was supposed to be this big pay-per-view thing, almost like a, a boxing fight, um, but it was a golf match instead. Um, but they messed it up, so they just ended up giving it all away to, uh, for free. The people who paid got refunds. I watched the stream um, online. They ended up going 23 holes at the course because it was... Um, yeah. it wasn't honestly them playing well. They were just making so many mistakes. It was not good golf area. Yeah, was, I mean, they are older gentlemen. I know, but it reminded me of us out at the 49 or uh, something like that. <laughs> that's know? not a good look. No, not at all. So, um, yeah, Phil ended up laying on the 23 old hole. It was bizarre. They uh, brought out this big um light be. you know, it got dark, but they weren't going to delay it and have another pay-per-view session or something yeah. like that. Um, You know, everyone was there. Um, So they brought out a big light to light up just this one last hole that they played um, five times over until um, Tiger eventually lost it um, to Phil. So that was interesting. Um, Phil Mickelson winning that. Uh, Anything you want to touch on about that, Eric, or should I wrap it up with On This Day?
0: I think we give it to uh, On This Day in Sports.
1: All right. So On This Day in Sports History, to wrap this show up, it is November 26th, On This Day um in 1968 eric oh oh, one year too soon one year too soon oj simpson the juice the juice the juice is loose he won the 34th heisman trophy award um you know playing as the running back uh for usc so on this day 1968 uh that's what happened um Do you have any comments? I mean, just, you know,
0: that that I feel like, you
1: know, I'm not trying to stick up for OJ here. Although we're not
0: 100% sure if he did or not, wink, wink. People do forget, like, he was a great football player
1: before he was, you know, a a murderer. Uh, Yeah, convicted uh, criminal. Yeah, Yeah, that's what it even says on the On This Day in Sports History website. It says um, NFL running back and convicted criminal. uh, Yeah,
0: so that's, like, too bad because, like, this man literally, I mean, I feel like, you know, murder is murder, but it wouldn't have been such a big deal because of, like, how iconic this man was yeah like maybe not as big as lebron but he was like he was like pretty well known mm-hmm. and like a pretty famous athlete so yeah. maybe a little bit like who's like a famous athlete a little bit less than lebron but still famous um like like Giannis antetokounmpo well, or something I a little bit know. more than that like I, I, uh, I don't even know maybe i guess i i think it'd be like if Will chamberlain right like okay. an all-time great at the time because you know other people have been better since then. But, like, so th- this is, like, a pretty major event, and I think, you know, that's the reason why. So if this guy mm-hmm. wasn't such a great football player in the beginning, mm-hmm. like, no one would care. Like, he was still a
1: Hall of Fame football player. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, good for O.J. back then. Yep. No thank you to O.J. now, though. Yep. All right, for sure. All right, well, uh, we are wrapping up um, now here on 1570 AM Camp Student Radio. We thank you all for joining us here on Brody and Eric's Super Sports radio show. Make sure to tune in next week at 5 p.m. We only got maybe one show or two more shows uh, left of the semester, so you'll want um, to catch that. Also, uh, please uh, tell your friends uh, about us. Please uh, tell them to tune in. Tell us about our podcast. We're on iTunes, Spotify, all that jazz. But um, yeah, other than that, we are set to go, and we will catch you next week here on Brody and Eric's Super Sports Radio Show.
0: I've got holes in different area codes.